Get ready business owners that make under a million dollars per year. I'm getting ready to launch my brand new online Dominate Zero to a Million Dollars business hub with the goal of giving small business owners what they need to grow their business past their first million dollars. With the tips, the tools, the processes, the frameworks and the trainings to scale their business past the first million dollars without wasting years and millions of dollars like I did with all the trials, errors and mistakes that cost me. This will give those of you out there wanting to make your first million dollars the fast track to scaling your business. Stay tuned for the launch. So this question came through recently on Instagram and I thought it's probably a good reminder for everybody who's listening to this podcast. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I talk about the many lessons, learnings, and tools that I've learned along my journey from being the private mindset and mental performance coach to rich listers, successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, and more, all while running business and personal performance events for tens of thousands of people who want to get the best out of themselves and their lives. This is my way of helping more people to excel in life, build successful empires, and be the best that they can be. I hope you share and enjoy. In this podcast, I'm going to be giving advice to a 14-year-old who has reached out on Instagram, and this is some of my life advice to him. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Now, let's talk about the advice that I would give to a 14-year-old. Now, John reached out to me on Instagram, a young person, I assume, who is 14, and said, what life advice would you give a 14-year-old? Now, this is tough because it's been a while since I was 14, and at 14, I didn't listen to someone my age anyway. I was just cruising through life. I thought I knew everything. I was probably pretty ignorant, pretty stupid. Maybe it was because of hormones. Maybe it was just because my brain wasn't functioning well enough yet. Maybe it was because I was living quite a lot in the flight, fight, and freeze response. There could have been lots of different reasons, but I didn't normally listen to a lot of adults. Some of them I did, but I would definitely observe adults, but I very rarely listened to them if I didn't want to listen to them. So John, if this is uh, stuff that you don't want to hear, then don't listen. But this is my advice to a 14 year old. So back when I was 14, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to do well at school. I wanted to fit in with people around me. I wanted to be good at basketball. I wanted to be good at football. I pretty much wanted to be good at everything for whatever reason. Maybe it was because I wanted to fit in. But that time of my life was quite tough and quite challenging because I think as a 14-year-old, you were trying to figure out life. And there's just so much to learn. There's so much to try to figure out, whether it's your relationship with other people, whether it's an intimate relationship as well, because hormones are starting to kick in and maybe you want to start dating or, or something like that. There is also, you're trying to navigate the pressures of family or a family dynamic. And it might be some of the insecurities of your parents putting pressure on you in order to achieve certain things or do certain stuff that they want you to do. You're trying to navigate your place in the world. Where do you fit in the hierarchy of leadership? There are other males that are stronger, faster, fitter. And so you've got to try to figure out where you fit in, where you can push boundaries, where you can't where you're going to get punched in the mouth. If you are too mouthy, you are also going to get taught valuable lessons of people that are more intelligent than you. So it's quite a tough time, I think. I didn't really like my teenage years. You know, I think there's all this stuff out there where people, or I'll hear people say things, you know, it'd be great to be a child again. But I didn't really enjoy my childhood. I didn't really enjoy my teenage years. For me, life didn't really start getting enjoyable until probably my early 20s. And even then, it's been pretty tough. In fact, the whole of my life has been tough. And I guess it's tough because I like challenging myself, maybe. Maybe that's the reason. I wouldn't say that it's not enjoyable, but I wouldn't say that life is also enjoyable because there are times where things can be enjoyable, but that also comes at a cost and has consequences. And there are also times where life is tough, but it teaches you some of the best lessons. 
which are also enjoyable. I think that teenage years are quite tough. Well, they were for me anyway. And, you know, that age of my life was just before I got kicked out of school. These days, it would have been classified as a mental health crisis. Back in my days, it was you just got on with shit. There's a lot of stuff that you're going through and you're trying to figure out. The first thing that I would say, and this is probably to everyone who's listening, is that it doesn't matter. That's probably my number one piece of advice for a 14-year-old and even for most people. It doesn't fucking matter. Whatever you're worried about now, it doesn't matter because it probably has not as much bearing as what you think it does on your life. Now, even if it's a health crisis or something like that, it doesn't matter because you can only do what you can do. You can't control the outcome. You can only control the work you put in. And so if you're someone who is stressing about the future, like I know I get stressed out about what happens if the economy crashes? What happens if this happens? And so sometimes I just sit back and I go, well, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll figure it out. I've always figured it out. And then that brings some sort of a relief to that thought. Well, you know, what happens if this doesn't happen? Well, what happens if circumstances change? What happens if, well, it probably doesn't matter as much as what I think it matters. You know, I think humans put way too much pressure on themselves, especially if you're a driven mofo, in order to try to control certain circumstances that you can't control. You can control the work you put in, but you can't control the outcome of that thing. I can't control how much money we make. I can control the work that I put in every day, and I can also influence the things that happen around me, as in staff and so on. But whether we hit that goal or don't hit that goal will come down to a whole bunch of different scenarios, but they change. They can change rapidly. Now, I can change rapidly as well, but I have to back myself in order to be able to hit those goals. So it's more important to focus on the work that you're putting in, to focus on how you act, how you behave, how you communicate, way more than just focusing on the goal. And I think way too many people in our society are goal-driven, but aren't so much driven to self-reflect every day to make themselves better. And I see this every day. I'm on the phone to someone. Their life's not where they want it to be. They want it to change. They want these goals. They want these outcomes. But when you give them the choice to make changes right now to do something different, most people won't do it. Okay, They'll just go back to what they've always done. They'll put up smoke screens. They'll say, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the resources because they're focused on the goal, which is in the future, but they don't want to make the changes now. They don't want to put in the effort and the energy now. But coming back to John's question, first of all, it doesn't matter. Whatever you're stressed about right now, it doesn't matter. Whether you do well at school or not, it doesn't really matter because there is always options. If something's important enough, you'll figure out a way in the future. So maybe take a bit of pressure off. That's the advice that I would give to myself, number one. Number two is that the better you get as a communicator, the better you can navigate conversations and situations. So I think that it is really important. It's something that's not taught enough of. Learn how to communicate. Learn how to communicate is learn how to say what you need to say effectively and in a way that someone else responds effectively and you get the outcome you want from that person. Also learn how to listen. Now, when I was younger, I was probably a good talker, but not a great listener. What I realized that if you want to be really effective with how you navigate situations with people, you have to learn how to listen. Now, this is also challenging because a lot of people say shit and then when you hold them accountable to those things, they say, oh yeah, but that's not what I meant. But the thing is, it's that's what they said. I was only in a conversation the other day with Jess and she mentioned a whole bunch of things and I pulled her up on a few things and said, but hang on, you specifically mentioned this thing. Oh yeah, but that wasn't what I meant. Yeah, but you said it. Now, if you're going to say it, then you have to be accountable to that thing that you said. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to punish you for it or there's not going to be a reaction to it, but you have to, first of all, acknowledge that you said it. And then second of all, if that's not what you meant, then let's change it through the conversation. But you have to be held accountable to those words. Now, if you are, then you can navigate the situation better by 
learning and adapting and becoming a better communicator in the way that you voice certain things. What I find is that a lot of people are really shitty with their ability to manage their mouth. And then other people are really shitty at their way to manage their mouth by not communicating at all. So some people just really shut down and they don't say what they want. And then other people just say a whole bunch of random shit because they just want to make noise. I've just watched people online where they'll just say the most random shit and they just talk because they love hearing the sound of their voice. That is not a good place to be. And I watch those people then get in arguments with other people who do the same thing. You've probably seen it in law socioeconomic America where you just have these two people that are just fucking yelling at each other for whatever. And the stuff that they're saying is just noise. Even there are people I scroll through on TikTok and they just say the most random weird shit that makes no sense. It doesn't even flow into a topic or anything. They're just saying stuff because they love the sound of their own voice. So I think learning how to communicate is probably one of the most important skills that you will ever learn. And I don't think that it's taught very, very well. And I think the more that you can navigate your own communication, the more effective you'll be and the greater leader you'll be. Also, the more you learn to communicate effectively with yourself, the more you learn to communicate effectively with others. So if you communicate pretty shit inside your own head with yourself and you make a lot of statements like, well, I'm just fat. Well, that's a statement. It's not really a good question. Good questions give good results. Statements shut down the brain. So maybe it's not a good idea. When I say shut down the brain, it doesn't shut down the brain. It just sort of shuts down your ability to navigate or think effectively. So if you're doing that with yourself, you're probably going to do it with others and you'll probably give statements instead of asking good questions of other people. Therefore, you won't find out information that you need to find out in order to navigate life effectively and lead others. So I would definitely suggest to learn as much as you can about communication. Also, when you're communicating with others, spend time journaling afterwards if you want to become a good communicator. Every sales call that I do, I normally write down how I go in that sales call. There are times where I talk too much. There are times where I don't talk enough. There are times where I get off and I forget to ask certain questions and I go, oh, shit. But the more I journal about it, the better I get with being able to communicate, especially in a sales situation. And the better you can set up frameworks and so on to get better results. So number two would be to learn how to communicate. That I think that is probably one of the greatest skills that you will learn as an individual. And I think that it's just massively undervalued in our society. And those people who undervalue it are normally controlled by people who know how to communicate better. And so if you wanna be a great leader and you wanna be able to manage and lead other people more effectively, then learn how to communicate. Number three, I would say to be very careful around the people that you associate with. And if you aren't sure about how you wanna navigate life, Look at them and think about their future. So when I was growing up at 14, I used to hang out with a lot of guys that were starting to use drugs. Some of them were probably doing things illegally, like doing break and enters. They were getting themselves in a bit of trouble with the police already. I guess at that age, I would start to reflect a little bit and go, are these the sort of people that I want to hang out with? And if I do this stuff, where am I going to end up in the future? Now, I was smart enough from a young age to realize that drugs weren't really going to help me navigate life. And that was probably because my dad never used drugs. And my dad always used to say to me, you know, you've got a choice. You can use drugs, which will give you some momentary pleasure, or you can spend money on your car. And in a week, you get to look at that car and it's still sitting in the garage. Whereas if you use drugs, you've got a memory of that moment and maybe it's a bit distorted, but it's gone. And so for me personally, I bought materialistic shit because I would rather have materialistic shit than have moments in times where I just use drugs that made me feel good in the moment. Now that was different for alcohol. He didn't teach me that about alcohol because my dad still drinks. 
but he just never used drugs. And so I've never used drugs because I would rather spend the money on a car or I would rather spend the money on something that I'll have in a week or two weeks or four weeks or six weeks. Now, that's just my personal preference. I have no issue with people using drugs. It doesn't really bother me. I guess they're trying to learn something from themselves. Some people like them, some people don't. I just have never really met anyone who said the key to my success is drug use or drug abuse. The same as I've never really seen people who say the key to my success is alcohol. So if the key to success isn't alcohol and it's not drugs, then I don't really see the point of using them anymore. I still drink a little bit, but not much. I might have a glass of wine every now and again, or you know, if I go out drinking, I might have a couple of scotches or something like that. But it's just not my thing anymore. But when I was younger, I used to plow through alcohol. But what I would say is coming back to your friend situation is think about the future that the people that you're going to hang around with have. If you're spending a lot of time with people that are just partying and having fun and running amok, ask yourself, where are they going to be in 20 years if they keep these habits up? And are they the type of habits that you want? Now, maybe at 14, it doesn't really matter. Okay, In my early 20s, a lot of those I was hanging out with were partying, running mark, drugs, alcohol, all that stuff. And I had some great times personally. I really enjoyed myself. It taught me a lot about myself. But some of those friends are still in bad situations because they're still trying to do that now. And they're getting up to 40. Some of them are a bit older than me, so they're in their mid-40s. And they're still partying. They're still out drinking. They still can't have a long-term relationship because they are running amok with girls. You go through certain stages of life and they're important to learn those things. But even from a young age, I think that it's important to really think about the people that you're hanging out with and just ask yourself, what does the future look like? Now, you might hang out with those people for five or six years, but just understand that if you don't break away from them, you're probably going to end up in the worst case scenario of how you think about that situation now. So just think about it. You know, if I look at the friendships that I had at 13 and 14, hanging out with those people, I would have ended up dead and in jail. And I know that. You know, looking back now, if I didn't break away from those friends, probably I would have ended up in jail or doing illegal shit. So I was lucky enough that I probably got expelled from school and moved away from that at the right moment. I also realized, though, that drugs weren't my thing because I used to see how it would affect them and that wasn't my thing. And so I changed friendship groups and I've been able to navigate friendship groups pretty solidly because when I find that the friendship group is going down a path where I don't want to keep going, I just move away from them. I've done that multiple times. So a lot of my friends when I was younger, in my late teens, early 20s, would go to the pub every night after work. I would go to the gym and train with some other mates and then I would go and meet them at the pub. What I found was over time, they were always at the pub and I was getting bored. So I just stopped going to the pub with them. Now I got a lot of backlash from those friends. They used to give me a lot of shit. They used to criticize me. They used to judge me. They used to talk behind my back. And I felt all alone for a while. But then what happened was I met a whole bunch of new friends who loved going to the gym, who loved exercising, but they also loved clubbing. So then I started going clubbing and going to music festivals and all that stuff. And so that became my life for a while, for a couple of years. Then I got to a point where I went, you know what? Being drunk every weekend, partying every weekend, getting home at five, six, seven o'clock in the morning wasn't my thing. Like I was ruining the results that I wanted. So then I just changed those friendship circles. Once again, I got criticized, I got judged, I got outcast, all of that stuff. But that didn't really bother me because I just knew where I wanted to be. And maybe I'm a bit of a loner, a bit of a lone wolf where I just will walk the path that I want to walk. But I'm comfortable with that as well. And I've always had people around me no matter what. And so I know that now that it doesn't matter because I'm never really alone. There's always someone who wants to hang out or someone who wants to do something. In fact, now there are probably more people that want to hang out than the time I have available. I think as a 13 or 14 year old, just be very careful with the people that you hang around and really think about the future that you're creating with those people because their habits will often become your habits. Their way of thinking will often become your way of thinking. And you don't owe them anything. 
Okay, you don't owe the people around you anything. Everyone gets fair and equitable value exchange, even if it comes in bad or damaging ways. So sometimes by saying no to somebody or by leaving a relationship, it teaches them a lesson that they need to learn and you learn the lesson that you need to learn. Hi, Driven Mofos. You're probably aware that I've been working flat out on our social media presence to try to expand our community of Driven Mofos globally. I've been posting tons of free content to keep you inspired, driven, and working towards your goals. So if you haven't already followed and subscribed to all my social media channels, please make sure you do so as I post different content on different platforms. The links are available in the description of this podcast down below. So that's probably number three. Number four would be to make sure that you look after yourself because you can't look after others unless you look after yourself. And a lot of people put everybody else first instead of themselves, but that also creates a lot of resentment towards other people. It also can cause a lot of conflicts and a lot of issues that when your frustration and anger and resentment comes out towards them, it can damage those relationships. Just look after yourself. And by looking after yourself, it will make you a better person and you'll be more calm, you'll be more effective, you'll be able to communicate more effectively because you know what's best for you will probably help others as well. And it will probably inspire them to be better also. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be one of those selfish pricks that doesn't give a shit about anybody. I'm not saying that at all because that's how most people mistake the idea of being selfless and selfish. But what I'll say is this, if you are selfish, you will probably be selfless. Because you know that if you do great things within your own life, that that will impact a lot of other people as well. So if you look after yourself and do the right thing by you, you'll probably be a great leader. You'll probably inspire other people. You'll probably want to help other people because you feel good about yourself and your life. When you are selfless and you give everything to everybody else, you probably won't have much else to give. And when you do that, you'll start to resent other people. You'll become frustrated. You'll probably become frustrated at yourself because you give up on your own goals, your own dreams you'll start to bend to other people's expectations. And eventually you'll realize that that bending to other people's expectations still doesn't make them fucking happy. They don't give a shit. It will just cause you more mental and emotional stress and pressure. If you just look after yourself and then from there, try to be the best that you can be, you probably will be the best for others also. That's probably one of my other tips. And then find something meaningful to do with your life. So spend your time, even from a young age, asking the question, what would I love to do in life and why would I love to do it? And answer the question, why? Why is it important? Why would I love to do it? Why is it going to make a difference in my future? Because most people, when they think about goals, it's all surface level shit. Go deep with it. Because when you're deep with it, it will push you to do something great, to be something great. And you'll really understand that this is you, not somebody else. I don't think enough people ask why enough and they don't ask good questions of themselves and they don't think long-term enough about what their mission really is. It wasn't until I understood that I love helping people perform better, including myself, that that's where everything changed for me and that what I wanted to do in life was a direct reflection of my purpose and my values. And so the clearer I got with my values and the clearer I got with my purpose, the easier it was to navigate life and the easier it is to say no to certain things and the easier it is to say yes to certain things. So I think that it's really, really important to keep asking yourself, why? Why am I doing this? Why is it important? And think long-term. Think 30, 40, 50 years. Actually, that's probably my fifth or my sixth tip. And this is to everybody who's listening to this, not just a 13-year-old or 14-year-old kid. If you're going to make a decision, make a decision that will last a lifetime. Don't make a decision that's short-term. And this helps me navigate the situations that I have in my life quite a lot. Now, I don't always get this right because sometimes I... Go back to my self-indulging, immediate gratificating self. 
but what I do know is that when I think long term and I think, could I do this for the next 10 years? Could I do this for the next 20 years? It helps me navigate situations better. So could I go to the gym for the next 20 years? Yeah, I love going to the gym. I love training. So then that's probably a good decision to make. If it's just, you know what, should I go out drinking and partying this weekend? Would I do that for the next 20 years? Probably not. It's probably not going to be the best thing for my future goals then. So let's maybe not do that. Or if I'm going to go out, then I want to be home by probably 10 or 11 o'clock. So I keep my sleeping habits, keep my patterns of behavior. You want to really think through that, you know, your sleeping patterns, do those sleeping patterns, could you navigate those sleeping patterns for the next 10, 20 or 30 years? If not, then maybe you need to try to figure out how to do that. So when you're looking at the long term, it makes decision making a lot easier because if you're not going to do something for the next 20 years, then it's probably not a good idea now. And especially with finances, I find that most people are trying to get rich quick. And when you get rich quick, you're going to normally learn the lesson the hard way. And there are plenty of people who, when the market was going crazy and they were in a bull market for especially cryptocurrency, they were sitting there shitting on everybody going, you know, we're fucking crushing it. All you dickheads that said crypto was shit, blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't think that it's good. I don't think that it's bad. I'm not against crypto, but I'm not for crypto either. It's just you're either investing or you're gambling. And the majority of people who say that it's an investment are just gambling. There's not a lot of data out there because it hasn't been around long enough. When you look at 30-year cycles or 40-year cycles, it hasn't been around long enough to see those cycles. But anyway, that's debatable. There are plenty of people out there who will argue that fact. But anyway, with a long-term investment, if you think, could I do this for the next 30 or 40 years, it makes it a lot easier to understand what your investment strategy should be. So when someone comes to me and they say, you should do property, and I think about, okay, well, what do you mean by property? And they say something like, well, you should buy houses and you should rent them out. And I go, okay. So run me through the numbers. So I buy a house, let's say I buy a $400,000 house and I put people in to rent it. Run me through what that looks like. Do I have to manage it? Do I get someone else to manage it? Do I have to then manage that manager? How does that look? And what are all the problems associated? What are the costs associated with that? When I start looking at that, I go, fuck that. That's not what I want to do. I don't want to have to manage someone who manages my properties. I don't also want to manage my properties because then I've got to deal with more people and it's hard enough dealing with people just in the business. That's not an investment strategy that works for me. Now, buying and selling. So that's not really investment, it's day trading and trading is different from investing. And most of the time it's gambling. But could I sit behind a computer all day and do foreign exchange trading? Could I do that for the next 20 or 30 years? Fuck no, that would bore the shit out of me. So is it worthwhile doing that? Now, I wish I would have known this at a younger age because I used to do foreign exchange trading for a little bit. I used to do options trading for a little bit. I did look at potentially doing some crypto trading for a little bit, but then I just reminded myself how shit it is because it doesn't fit my lifestyle. And then the question becomes, could I do this for the next 10 to 20 years? And the answer is no. Therefore, it's my immediate impulse-driven brain that is trying to get me to do something. And it's based on fear. If you're trying to get rich quick, it's because you're scared. If you are intelligently navigating financial decisions long-term, then you're not driven by fear, you're driven by your intelligence. And so I wanna make intelligent financial decisions, which then comes down to, could I do this for the next 10 to 20 years? If the answer is no, then I'm not going to do it. And that's how I set up my investment decisions. So for me personally, I normally buy index funds or I buy certain shares. And those shares, I find it quite easy to navigate because I don't even have to put in, I mean, some months I might put in an hour, some months I might put in two hours over the whole entire month. But the majority of the time, I very rarely look, I very rarely touch my shares. If I'm investing in index funds, it's automatically debited from my account. It buys the investment and then it just stockpiles over time. And on average, the market goes up by eight to 10% per year on year over the last 100 years. Okay, that's about the average. So it's a pretty secure investment. Now, does the price drop? Yeah. Are there gonna be multiple years where the investments or my portfolio drops? 
Yes. Do I worry about that? No, because over a 100 year time cycle or a 100 year period, even a 30 year period, on average, it goes up by about 10% per year, year after year after year. So I don't have to stress about it. I don't have to deal with people. It just automatically happens. So it fits my lifestyle because my business is the thing that I love to do. So I don't let my investment strategies distract me from what's really important within my life. That would be my next tip. And then my final tip is, which I think is probably one of the most important ones also, is invest in yourself. I don't think enough people invest enough in themselves in order to get traction on what they really want in life. When I really think about what I've invested in myself, I spent well over a million dollars now on advisors, coaches, mentors, seminars, events, books, online programs. I invested a lot of money and I invested over a million dollars before I had my first million dollar year. Now, since then, I've never dropped below a million dollars of earning within a 12 month period. Why? Because I have that knowledge that no one can take off me. Warren Buffett, the greatest investor of all time, says that time is his most valuable asset and then his second most valuable asset is his mindset. Now, if you look at that, this is the greatest investor in history. This has been a person who has been in the rich list for longer than any other person on the planet, I believe. If they're saying that the two greatest assets are time and knowledge, and most people don't invest in knowledge, then why would anyone think that they're probably going to get ahead? Most people waste their time, and most people don't give a fuck about learning, and they won't invest in it. I still cannot understand how someone can go and buy a $30,000 car and then complain about spending ten dollars to $20,000 or even $50,000 on personal development. That does not make sense to me. It does not make any fucking sense. I know business owners out there who are still trying to look for a cheap accountant or a cheap lawyer or a cheap coach or a cheap advisor. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. And then they wonder why they can't get ahead or if they get ahead because the market is cranking, that eventually they will eat shit. And that's happening right now, especially in the trade-based business or in the building industry, where you have a lot of unintelligent business owners that do not invest in themselves, that do not learn, do not grow, who think they're fucking smarter than everybody, that when the market's going up, they're cranking, they make heaps of money. But then when the market shifts and changes and people stop spending, they're fucked because they can't sell, they can't communicate effectively, they can't market effectively. They were just in a market that was trending in an upwards direction. Now, that's like going fishing in a barrel. You're not a good fisherman just because you go fishing in a barrel full of fish, right? That's easy. Try going fishing in the ocean for a very specific type of fish that are very hard to catch. That will determine whether you're a good fisherman. So when market situations change, the good business owners will come out on top. When the market is easy, everyone looks like a fucking hero. The same with investing. When the market's going in the right direction or when the markets are going up, even the dumbest people look smart. When the markets go down, then that's when the good investors come out and that's where they make all their money. Normally in a crashing market is where most people make their money. When I say most people, I mean most good investors. When the markets are super hot, most investors stay out of it or try to look for really sneaky opportunities that they can get in on because the markets are just overheated, right? So it's the complete 180 degree opposite mindset of the general population. So my suggestion is invest in yourself. I have people who come up to me and they go, man, why would you spend half a million dollars on a car? And I go, well, hang on. I've spent half a million dollars on a car, but I've spent a million dollars on my mindset. Now, to me, the million dollars on my mindset is way more impressive than the car. I could sell the car tomorrow. You could steal my car and I'll get it back. Why? Because I've got the right mindset. You can't take that away from me. You can take the car away from me, but you can't take away my mindset. 
not unless I have, you know, some brain crisis or something like that. But it's just most people think about their life and what they invest in so wrong. Now, you need to find out how and what you find interesting to study and to learn about yourself, whether it be the area of finance, whether it be the area of health, whether it be the area of relationships, whether it be the area of friendships. Just go and keep studying until you become a master at almost every area of your life and you stand out above the rest. It just blows my mind that someone would spend $30,000 on a car and spend, or when they have the opportunity to spend two and a half or $5,000 on a seminar or on an event, they think that it's a scam. They think that it's a joke. Like even shit events still teach you about yourself. They'll teach you something. I mean, I've gone to plenty of events where I've walked out of there and gone, wow, that was shit. But I still learned something from it. I learned what made the speaker shit. I learned what made the content shit. I learned what I didn't like. So it still helps. I didn't listen to all the people out there who go, all oh, this stuff's a scam. All this stuff's, you know, these people just getting rich off of your ignorance. They're still the dumb fuckers that are still doing the same thing, that are earning the same shitty wage, that are still stuck in their shitty relationship with their shitty lifestyle because of their mindset, because they're unadaptable. They're afraid of being taken advantage of. I don't give a fuck if I'm taking advantage of because I will learn something from it. And there have been plenty of people over the years who have taken advantage of me. And there are plenty of people who now have tried to take advantage of me that I'm a lot smarter than because I've been taken advantage of before. So it's part of my learning and growth to make me smarter. So my point is that if you want a certain lifestyle, then I hope you're prepared to invest in it. If you want to buy you know, a million dollar house and you want to have that lifestyle and you want to be able to travel, then make sure you're investing in yourself. Go out there and get a better education. But I'm not saying a university degree, that might be part of it. But get better self-education. Learn as much as you can about yourself. Your mindset will create and destroy everything in your fucking life, everything. Now, how much money have you invested in your mindset and your psychology? There are plenty of people out there with business degrees they've spent or any type of university degree. Some people spent 50, some people spent 100,000, but they still don't know how they operate. So they're sitting on this amazing knowledge that they can't utilize because they've got fears, they've got concerns, they've got stresses. They're worried about what other people think about them. Why? Because they haven't dealt with the most important asset they have, which is their own psychology and their own mindset. And they're not prepared to invest in that, but they think a degree is going to get them the results that they want in life and it won't. It will get them part of the way. It'll get them their foot in the door, but that's about it. The rest of the journey is on them. So that would be my next tip anyway. All right, Driven Mofos, I hope that helps. And John, I hope that helps you to navigate life, especially as a 14-year-old as well. There are some of my great tips. There's some of the tips that I wish I would have known from a younger age. And there's some of the things that helped me throughout my life. So I hope that helps. And I hope everyone out there has learned something. Anyway, have a great day, Driven Mofos, and look forward to you joining me back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Keep crushing it.